podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One One Kiss Kiss Means Forever. Forever. This is the podcast that knows exactly the ridiculous tropes that go on in our favorite Christmas movies. And we also like to talk about movies that also know exactly the crazy tropes that go on in Christmas movies. Um, We are also talking about romance. Your favorite made-for-TV romance movies that you find on Hallmark, UpTV, Netflix, Lifetime, etc. Etc, etc. Etc. I think we've made that joke before. We sure have, <laughs> but it will never die. Um, so, first things first, Merry Christmas, Katie. Merry Christmas, Hannah. Hey, Hannah. It's Christmas. <laughs> so, I, I think we need to start off uh, before we even like dive into this episode, really. Um, because it's October, which means Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Uh, we'll be doing our standard weekly thing for the next what is it nine weeks or whatever until christmas happens it's so exciting i can't stand it (laughs) i can't stand it can't stand them (laughs) um so just uh all of our listeners be on the lookout you get extra us because it's christmas season and that's what we do (laughs) our gift to you (laughs) you know we we try to live tweet as much as possible, but whew, we may die, so it's not going to happen. <laughs> we'll do what we can. I feel we like we will need... do it as much as we can. Let, let, on all platforms, we need to put out the uh, manage your expectations. <laughs> I, I believe that that um, this might be the Christmas that that Rachel from Hallmarkies podcast warned us about. About they no longer live tweet because it's just too much of a slog and there's seven of them yeah no they they don't anymore they do right. they only do when they uh want to like when right. somebody wants to they do it but like it's they they don't tr- they don't even try she told me that like it, when we were talking about it she was like i can't believe you're still doing that and i was like i know because we're gonna die <laughs> well, well we'll we'll see what happens yeah who knows you and know if we do die it was a long and glorious <laughs> haul so <laughs> It's a sword I can die there, on. We will definitely be live tweeting. That's, but just maybe not all of them. I don't think we can possibly do lifetime. Lifetime may kill us. They might. What if we set up a bot? <laughs> <laughs> have, haven't they figured out that a bot instantly becomes, or not instantly, but like within like an hour becomes like racist and homophobic? <gasps> oh, that's terrible. No bot. No. <laughs> I feel like that's like a thing that they've realized is like also we're not <laughs> us get a bot are we weird we are never going to do such a thing we, i don't even know what a bot is well i mean if that, it's that, not mystery science theater 3000 i don't need a bot in my life that also there's absolutely no way that we would follow through on such a thing <laughs> <laughs> you know us as a person as peoples as a persons exactly well, anyway, Hannah, I, what brilliant, fine piece of cinema do we have today for our listeners? It's a great one. Yes, it is. So we are deciding to kick off Christmas season with, like, Tropy McTroperson of a movie, um, which is intentionally that way. Like, it was made that way. And it is called 
a Christmas movie Christmas. Yay! So, it originally aired, as far as I could tell, on Up TV uh, on October 27th, 2019. So, you know, Up TV on top of their game here. Uh, and this is what they have to say about this movie. Eve is a Christmas movie fanatic and dreams of having a movie-perfect Christmas with a movie-perfect boyfriend. On Christmas Eve, when Eve and her cynical sister, Lacey, try saying that ten times fast, uh, make wishes to Santa, they wake up in Christmas Town and find themselves trapped inside a Christmas movie where they are the stars. But when things start to go wrong and Eve's knowledge of all things Christmas movie fails to fix things, Eve and Lacey try to find a way out of the picture-perfect Christmas and back to reality. Uh, And it stars, first off, uh, Lana McKissick, Kimberly Doherty, Randy Wayne, Brant Doherty, uh, Ryan Merriman, and uh, a shout-out to Cleary Herslinger. A.K.A. the most adorable child ever. Yeah, and I think that they call her that in the movie, too. They do. <laughs> and I think we've called her that in the past. We have. <laughs> um, All opinions are correct. Yeah. Uh, we sh- also should say that this was written by Kimberly and Brant Doherty, who are a married couple. And I looked it up. They were married before this movie aired, but I'm not sure if they were married before it was shot. I don't know. I don't actually no, care. Does it really matter? <laughs> um, and it was directed by Brian Herslinger, Cleary's dad, which I think is, yes, which which I love that he puts her in his movies because he does it relatively frequently, and I think we've talked about it before for sure. And then we and he's done lots of things like Twinkle All the Way and various other yeah. So like this, this is a crew that is. Uh, not unfamiliar with the made-for-TV Christmas rom-com trope scene. Which is what makes this movie, I think, work. Yes. So let's dig in, then. Let's do it. Christmas movie Christmas. Here we go. So, sisters Lacey, one Kim Doherty, and Eve, Ms. Lana McKissick, live in the city. And life is not going as they'd hoped. Eve doesn't speak up for herself at work, and her talents are being overlooked. She stays in and watches Christmas rom-coms to live vicariously. You know, these Hallmark women get it done. Uh, Lacey dates crappy guy after crappy guy, claiming that she's putting herself out there and judging, judging Eve's version of a romantic life. When their power blows on Christmas Eve, the sisters go out for a walk and make Christmas wishes with a Salvation Army-esque Santa. Then they head home and go to sleep. When the sisters wake up, it is not in the location they fell asleep. They are in a big bed together, question mark, (laughs) wearing matching Christmas-themed PJs, have their hair and makeup done, which they mention, which I loved, and are no longer in their city apartment. They are in clearly a town. Like, when you look out the window, it's it's town-esque. What could possibly be going on? In the kitchen, they find an older woman who they do not know, but refers to herself as Gram-Gram, and, make, and Gram-Gram has made them waffles. It dawns on Eve and Lacey 
that Eve's wish to have her life be a Christmas movie has actually come true. So Eve is thrilled by this. This is like teen beach movie when they go into the beach movie where he is really excited. Yeah. Same level. Yeah. Go go back and listen to our episode on that. Um, so Eve is thrilled, but Lacey is horrified. Like, she doesn't like this. This would be like me taking my sister into one of these movies. She would die. Yeah. Or it's like taking me into, like, the world of it. Do not yes. do it. I nope. will be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> we do not want there. Um, so walking through town, the ladies find this same Santa, and cutting in front of this adorable, cute little girl, they demand answers from Santa. And Santa explains that they made wishes, and they have to see them through. So thanks for nothing, Santa. Terrible advice. Eve decides that this means she needs to live out a Christmas movie. She has to find her purpose, or as we here would call it, we gotta save the... Blank. Also, and just purpose. It's that little spark (laughs) (laughs) that lights a fire under your ass. (laughs) Oh, so cute. See, we do find a way to make this like all of this musical theater. Yeah, we really do. (laughs) It's a talent. So Eve needs to find her purpose in like saving something, and she also needs to find her bow. And Lacey is worried that she's been relegated to sidekick. She has no idea why she's been taken on this journey as well, because it was not her wish. No, it was not. So Graham Graham shows up devastated because the Christmas festival is ruined. I don't even remember what happened. It was so unimportant. No, I mean... Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's ruined. It's ruined. It was it born ruined. It was born ruined, exactly. So, haha, Eve's purpose. She's going to save the festival. Um, and to help her is Dustin, played by Ryan Merriman, the local innkeeper. No sweat, Eve has got this movie trope thing handled. This is until her favorite made for TV Christmas movie actor, Chad Matthew Monroe. Appears as a character, Russell Clark, the famous pop star, claiming to be her boyfriend. So in in case that was unclear, she has a, it's like if Tyler Hines showed up as somebody named Jack and you were supposed to interact with Jack and not Tyler Hines. That's what's (laughs) happening. (laughs) Right. So, so it's, it's, or more clearly the trope. Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> yes. Because yes. his name's Chad Matthew Monroe. It, it, he's absolutely Chad Michael Murray. Um, yeah. But. Where are you at? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just so funny every time. Um, so, but, so she's supposed to interact with him as Russell, but she, like, also, like, thinks of him as not, not just Chad, but, like, Chad M- Matthew Monroe. Like, he's, he's a three-name actor, and she's going to call him that. And yeah. he's very confused. Uh, but he's he's famous, he's a pop star in this world, and he's her boyfriend. So she's dealing with the two men conundrum because there's also Dustin over here who is like, who is this in the trope world? Other than right. the guy you're supposed to be with, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Chad Matthew Monroe is absolutely the, the boyfriend that we're not supposed to connect with at the beginning of the movie, but... He doesn't know that because yep. it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. He thinks he's perfect. They're perfect together. Yes. Uh, so Lacey and Eve have decided, quite correctly in my opinion, that calories do not count in movie land. Can I go and to there? And Hannah and I will buy a ticket to go there yeah. as soon as humanly possible. 
<laughs> I could not watch this movie without hot cocoa in hand. So <laughs> it has begun. Uh, so Lacey has decided she is all up for having these cookies. So she ducks into the bakery and falls directly into the arms of Baker Paul, played by a puppy dog-eyed Brant Doherty. Aww. Uh, but Lacey is not the hopeless romantic that Eve is, so she finds his instant adoration of her creepy, as any good city girl would, mm-hmm. or and should. Uh, when she runs into him again that night, he has made a handmade card for her and gives it to her, which is kind of extra weird. So she's like, I don't know about you. Yeah, she's like, okay, I'm Maybe. not going to do anything because everybody says you're fine. But also like, I don't really like this. <laughs> so Eve has realized that she definitely likes Dustin better than Russell. Because, of course, she does. Um, She's feeling a bit weird about the whole thing, uh, but she thinks she should break up with Russell. Lacey, on the other hand, claims that since Eve was not present for the start of the relationship with Russell, she owes him nothing and does not actually have to break up with him because she wasn't there. (laughs) Which... I like that. Yeah. Like, I don't hate the logic, though. I, I get the the conflict that Eve is feeling. Uh, But when Eve and Dustin almost kiss, Eve's moral compass kicks in and she just can't do it. She has to break up with Russell. Uh, But when she goes to do that, oops, she chickens out because he, like, is vulnerable with her. And she's like, oh, shit, I can't break his heart now. Meanwhile, Paul has put cards for Lacey everywhere, and she's not having it. It's frankly kind of stalkerish and annoying. Um, So she goes to confront him about it and finds the same cute, adorable little girl, who, if you haven't guessed it by now, is Clary Herzliger. Um, uh, The same little girl that she cut in line, and her name is London, we find out. And she's decorating Christmas cookies with Paul. Having some kind of heart, Lacey decides there's no way she can tell Paul off in front of this child, so she sticks around and helps to decorate more cookies. And she has a good time. So Paul might be a golden retriever of a man, but he's not a serial killer. Yeah. He's a gingerbread cookie army uh, general, (laughs) as a matter of fact. So back at festival prep, who should show up but Dustin's ex, Noelle. Of course, her name is Noelle to Eve's Eve. Yes. <laughs> uh, she's got all these ideas for the festival, even though she's never been to town before. And Eve, being the wallflower, she, like, isn't on the inside but projects, um, lets her take over. And when Noelle realizes that Eve is a rival for Destin's affections, she gets Russell to headline the festival, essentially outing Eve's non-single status, which breaks Destin's heart as well as Russell's. Because Russell is like, well, if you were emotionally cheating on me with this guy, I can't do this. And so now Eve has zero suitors instead of the two she started with. So damn you, Noelle. Damn you. But also, you know, that's right. (laughs) So Lacey has decided to like Paul. Aw. She's trying out a new kind of man, a.k.a. a nice one. 
But she has got major insecurities, and when he tells her that she's wonderful, she basically tells him, no, I suck, and he should run away, effectively breaking up with him on Christmas Eve. Um, I felt this so hard. Um, and Noel has ruined the festival by using all the funds that they had for the entire festival on a fancy hot cocoa cart. And they got rid of everything else. <laughs> so Christmas for both Lacey and Eve is ruined. It's ruined, I tell you. Ruined. ruined. Uh, so Christmas morning, Graham Graham tells Eve to basically get out of her, her head out of her ass and go fix things. <laughs> She's like, what? You, no. Um. So that's just what Eve needs to hear. So she enlists Lacey's help, and Eve figures out that they can montage the festival back together. Because, again, movie. Movie. <laughs> movie logic. Uh, but they'll also need Paul in order to do this. So Lacey apologizes to Paul and admits her true feelings of like for him. <laughs> of love, but maybe not. Yeah. You only know each other so, today. So yay, they're together. And they save the festival. Woohoo! Woohoo! The only problem is that Russell is still pissed, so absolutely will not perform. But London knows that you can't disappoint cute kids, so she ambushes him at the inn and guilts him into not ruining her Christmas and performing. Yes. Ah, the power of a cute child. <laughs> so the festival goes great. Dustin is impressed with Eve and forgives her. Eve matchmakes Noel and Russell. Graham Graham loves the cocoa. It was worth the money, apparently. And London's dad comes home from his military service. All wishes have been granted. Hooray! Both couples, Eve and Dustin and Lacey and Paul, kiss. And since one kiss means forever... We know that they have to keep their movie land boyfriends. But how? Why? <laughs> Who? <laughs> when? So magical stars appear to usher Lacey and Eve back home to the real world. How they know that this is happening is a bit of a mystery, um, but the audience is aware that that's what's happening since they did appear when they were brought to movie land, but they were yeah. asleep during that point. So it's Stop. It's Stop just brain. happening. Stop it's brain. Fine. <laughs> so sad to go, but feeling like they are better people, Lacey and Eve say goodbye and we assume disappear. And they wake up on their couch where they fell asleep on Christmas Eve in their world, and now it's Christmas morning. Time magic since their week in movie land was one night in the real world. Yeah. So the sisters awake to the smell of waffles. Say what? And it's Paul! Paul is in the kitchen cooking them waffles, making breakfast. Oh my goodness, apparently he asked Movie Land Santa to let him stay with Lacey, and now he's a real boy. <laughs> Eve goes to work, remember, it's Christmas, to find her boss and stand up for herself. And her boss is there, of course, because he's like Scrooge. And she shows him that she is a really talented designer, and he should really be utilizing his skills as, like, you know, a business thing. Um, so, yay. Good for standing up for yourself. And when she meets up with Paul and Lacey, she's happy, but she misses her movie land boyfriend, Dustin, who then magically appears on the street. <laughs> Dustin says he's going to live in the city to be near her. I don't know how it works, but yay! Happily ever after, we did it! 
unless they return to movie land to make a sequel. Huzzah. Huzzah. (laughs) So the first, the first, the first, the first what the fuck moment that ties into this ending. Okay. I just need to, I just want to, I want to hear your take on this logic. Mm -hmm. This Okay. So Dustin somehow, he doesn't infer that Santa brings him. No, he He just says that he's done with this city Mm -hmm. and he comes to this small town Mm -hmm. or he, or no, he, he wants to give this life in the city a a try again because he used to live there. Mm -hmm. So this infers that Dustin is a real life person in their plane of existence in some fashion. Yep. However, Chad Michael Monroe. <laughs> yep. I know. Yep. Um, is also a person, but he's playing a character in this movie. So how does he fit into this equation in terms how does this work, Hannah? I, I cannot tell you because no. I don't know. I have I am so I am just as lost as you. It doesn't make sense. Also, like there's there's so many issues because the, the so first of all like movie land is a hundred percent fake because not only is it a fake place but they have like fake lives yeah you know like they don't have a gram gram that's not no. a person in their life no. so like like they have made up family and then right then there's the chad matthew monroe thing and like uh, Paul wished to come to the city, which, you know. That okay. makes sense to sort of me. Yeah, like, I, I get it. Though, then we get into the whole thing that, like, always breaks my brain every single time something like this happens in a movie with with things like, so what are you, how are you making money? How are you living in the world without, you know, like, documentation? Um. <laughs> This is this is not the movie to get into that with because no. we will absolutely do it. But um, I do have those kinds of questions. But then Dustin does break that rule that we've ostensibly es- established. Yeah, it, it he he doesn't it doesn't work. No, it doesn't, but I'm not going to think too hard about no. it because oh, this is it, a... it, I do feel like mm-hmm. it's almost like Kim and Brent Doherty at this point. We're just like, people know the movie we're making. Yeah. Oh, like this, this is like how many tropes can we put in one movie? Movie. Yes. That was the intention. And so there is like part of that is the logic shouldn't quite work. <laughs> right. And I did make a list. So, spoiler alert, when we get to Hallmark Hallmarks, there are Christmas tropes that, like, we always see. And then I started trying to – the lists are together, but I was trying to make a separate list of tropes that they are explicitly making fun of in a very smart way. But then I just – my list got okay. all convoluted, all right. so well, I don't know we'll, if I'll actually – We'll get there. Yeah. Um. Wow, what the fuck moments. Yeah. I mean, this movie is entirely what the fuck moments – um, yeah. But, like, <laughs> intentionally so. But what I want to talk about is the one thing they don't go into for me that I can't quite get past is when they're originally creating the festival pre-Noel. They have a tree. They have presents. They talk about a cocoa cart. Cool. When 
Noelle shows up. She says the whole budget is spent on the cocoa cart. Okay, following. But they already had the tree. Right. Where'd it go? <laughs> I think she sold them on the black market. <laughs> is that true for the presents too? Like I just don't... yeah, she gave the she sold the presents to nearby Christmas Cove, <laughs> and and then the Christmas tree went to don't went to a Christmas tree farm where it could be loved. <laughs> Upstate. <laughs> Upstate. It's living a good life. Um, but. So, so there's that bit that is confusing. And then on the other end, it's confusing that they get them all back when they don't have any money. But they also don't seem to have done any fundraising or, like, requests for donations or anything. It's the power of the montage. Like, where did, where did the, like, where did the budget, we, we just are forgetting about the budget issue? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> like, girl... I mean, also Hallmark. Well, Hallmark S movie, up TV movie, no budget. What, oh, what no, are you talking budget, about? Budget, budget is, is. There's always a budget, but there's not really a budget. Yes, that is true. Um, and the other thing that always, like, just kind of sticks with me is, you know, London in her full-on pink ski outfit. <laughs> <laughs> goes to yeah. stop Russell from leaving and, and perform the concert. It's cute because, like, you can see the direction happening because she's so yeah. little. She, like, that kid is, like, maybe five. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you can it, – it's a, it's adorable but also ridiculous. I also – I just want to shout out her line before she does this is, I know what will work on that guy. Yes. <laughs> just, just like, Okay. She's so cute. Manipulative child. Um, but what they they have a stage. They have a setup. London has not, as far as I understand it, told anyone that she has convinced Russell to come sing. What was the plan? <laughs> they were leaving space to manifest him. <laughs> like they're all kind I'll... of surprised when he shows up. Like, oh, yay. I think it was either going to be Russell shows up or Eve decides that she wants now that she sounds good in movie land as a singer, she was going to show up and sing a whole concert by herself. I guess so. I guess. And uh, and then when she, she gives – so she gives Noelle the necklace that Russell gave to her to give back to Russell. That's her, like, matchmaking. Yeah. And somehow by the end of the song – Noelle is on stage, which is unclear to me. <laughs> she goes, she, like... Wait, wait, when, she goes when... She goes up, but then, like, somehow in the middle of the song has managed to give Russell back the necklace, explain why she's giving it back, and then they've gotten together. So sort of like, wait, what? <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, maybe it's the telekinesis of love. Yeah, I, I suppose so. Not Make telekinesis, it... tel- telepathy of telepathy. love. Telepathy, yes, that's right. Yeah. You different. You look at each other correctly, and you're like, "Okay, we're on the same page here." They just know. Um, <laughs> the only other, so I have one more. What the fuck? And then I just want to talk about one thing with you. Um, is at the end of the movie, we have you know we mentioned all the Christmas wishes come true, and one of the things that I don't think we talked too much about in the synopsis is Mr. Peterson, Eve's boss, is present. 
in this town as like a character. He's like a Scrooge. He's the guy, and they even make mention of like the the grumble bumby guy yeah. who is going to have the most heartwarming Christmas of of all. And right. so his last thing is he's up on a he's up on a hill and he's gazing at the Christmas tree and he has this wistful look on his face and they're like, "Oh my god, look at that." And then London comes up and like holds his hand and and then Eve makes an um a comment she's like everybody's christmas wish came true and my question is what was mr peterson's christmas wish? no idea like what he also, just looks wistful yeah also you know so lacy has this christmas wish to become a better person that yeah. we are clued into later later yeah. but does she <laughs> maybe it's she's less judgmental now maybe and she gives kids cookies. I have no idea. It was a very it's a it, it's a very like cerebral like thought provoking Christmas wish that I don't think is really quantifiable. So it's sort of like how did did you get your Christmas wish? Yeah. And like also you don't seem you didn't seem to change. You just decided to like you know act more optimistic than pessimistic. <laughs> Even though this is being better i don't know like it's weird because she's that weird sort of pessimistic where like she's the one who's going out on dates at the beginning of the movie being like i can find my guy she's just like not swiping right it's right right i have no idea <laughs> um on, on, i never like, had the to nice do it guys <laughs> um the last thing i want to talk to you about speaking of love lives is paul and, like, Paul is creepy and weird, but he's mm-hmm. also Brant Doherty, so he's adorable. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point out some really great Paul moments. Okay. Because I'm not discounting how creepy and weird he is, and I would have definitely pegged him as a serial killer. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Um, the cards he makes are kind of cute. Except when um, they're pictures of her sleeping. That is, that was not hilarious okay. and really, that was not okay. <laughs> Um, but, but there's a moment where, um, he meets Russell and I just had to say this moment out loud because it just made me laugh so hard. He meets Russell and Russell's this big, like pop star, remember? And he like fangirls and he goes, I have all of your songs, even the one you released in Japan and then tried to erase off the internet. And he goes for a handshake and he says, not my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. And it's just like an unexpected. He's just so blissful and like happy. He's like, not my favorite. And then at the festival, he's literally crying crocodile tears at the tree lighting. And it was just like, I kind of feel like Brant Doherty is the, the in this moment of the movie where the movie was supposed to be something much different. And he's pl- he's playing like the noises off farce of it all. He is a hundred percent doing that. You know what? You know what he reminds me of. Have you seen these commercials that have started to come out lately for um, Petco? Yeah, Petco, where they're humans being the dogs. Yeah, he's he's a golden retriever. <laughs> well, which makes me. F- you're absolutely right that he's a golden retriever because he acts exactly like the guy from Tenth Kingdom, yeah. who is a prince who gets turned into a dog. <laughs> Yeah, he he's like he is just a puppy. It, like he he he's he doesn't have human qualities. He's he is I have just met you and I love you. <laughs> we'll talk more about Brant Doherty and puppies <laughs> later. 
But I'm ready for Hallmark Hallmarks. Do you I'm, have anything else? I'm you- very ready for Hallmark Hallmarks. I, I don't all know right. that I caught them all because there are so many. <laughs> all right. Let's buckle in. And we can do like a little asterisk on this as something that they have like very funnily absolutely yeah. poked fun of intentionally. Yes. Uh, so I start... I, I split it up as sisters, but you can also put this into the Lacey Paul relationship of one sister loves Christmas and one doesn't. <laughs> yep. And then her name is Eve, and then we find out later there's a Noel. So we have and up so holiday esque names. Yes. Uh, we have a magical Santa man. Literally my next one as well. <laughs> um you gotta have empty coffee cups. Mm-hmm. We've got to save the festival. Yes. I put this up here in a different list, but at said festival, all the townspeople come to the festival at the same time. (laughs) But that's not something that they poke fun of, but it happens. It does happen. Um, We have magical movie time, which they actually point out where they, they're like, they show up in, in movie land and it's a week until Christmas, even though it was Christmas Eve when they left. Yes. And another thing that they poke fun of that we talked about in the synopsis is waking up with their hair and makeup done. Yeah. So wonderful. Um, We have a literally falling into the arms of the love interest with Lacey and Paul. Oh, we haven't. The Graham Graham had a really great line that I feel like I almost just wrote Graham Graham's whole like opening sentence (laughs) because it was just all tropes where how they're coming home to their small hometown from the big city. <laughs> and the city is, as a trope, never distinguished oh, yeah. as a specific I, city. I also, I, I just stole from Bad Christmas Movie Bingo and called it, someone refers to, quote unquote, the city. <laughs> Man, never play a drinking game with that, with this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> you will die. Uh, uh, we have a Christmassy town name. Yeah, it's Holiday Falls. Falls, yeah. yeah. Some there, there are like surrounding Christmassy named towns too. It sounds like yes. Uh, so we have a boyfriend that is clearly not the right person, because she should be with the other person. She's sort of, kind of, not really, but kind of dating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do manage to get a prince marrying a commoner from some strange principality in here through news. So um, that's at Norgravia, and he had a Christmas wedding. So. <laughs> They got it in. Uh, we have a horse-drawn carriage. We do. We have um, decorating the Christmas tree, which she is magically good at in this world. True. Though she does it by herself with just everyone else watching, which I found very weird. It's the cartoon thing where she's off screen and you can see her like in fast motion on the side and yeah. you like hear like all of these sound effects and everyone's just watching in awe and it's gorgeous. Yeah. I, I really appreciated that bit of comedy. <laughs> um, we've got your precocious child. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, oh my god. I said this with them at the exact same time when Dustin and Eve figure out the theme of the festival. It's Winter, Winter Wonderland. Wonderland. <laughs> it hadn't even shown up on my closed captions yet, and I said it with them. I'm like, that's got to be the theme in this movie. <laughs> um, we have an interrupted kiss. We sure do. Um, we have the line, you have a gift and the world needs to hear it. 
Um, we have decorating cookies. Yes. Um, it's not a date. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, uh, we have the foil is what I called uh, Chad Matthew Monroe uh, and, uh, and Noel. Find love too. Oh, that's cute. Um, <gasps> speaking of Noel, I called her the rival blonde. Yeah, she is a rival blonde. Yes. The rival socialite blonde. Yes. Um, we have a soldier who returns home on Christmas as a surprise. <laughs> we have the grumpy Gus that has a Christmassy turnaround. <laughs> um, I am out, but I'm My sure last there are one. more. Okay. Montage. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> which they very explicitly point out. So when we said in our synopsis that through montage they get it done, no, they literally used the magic of the montage and called it out. How do we get this done? Montage. <laughs> yes. Grand. So grand. Ah, <sighs> Pretty parade. I didn't have anything specific to call out, to be honest. I just, I appreciated the um, mixed media Christmas cards that Paul made sure. with the gingerbread people, like, acting things out. That was cute. Like, never felt gingerbread on, and that was it. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it looked, it looked like what I expected it to look like, I suppose. I liked it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. But I, I don't know that there was anything, like, overly positive or overly negative. It was like, yeah. Nah. Yeah. Agreed. Across the universe. Holy shit. <laughs> Go ahead. Have a f- okay. Oh, my gosh. So we have the cutest child in the world mm-hmm. who is literally, like we, ta- we talked about before, was in Twinkle All the Way. We talked about her on that past podcast. Man, how many do you have? Because I, uh, I have two more. Uh, I have two more. Both of mine are related. We did a... I think we did it this summer. Did we do it last yes, summer? Yes, it was part of... Okay. Yep. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> so we have talked about, we have an episode on uh, an, another brand, already Christmas uh, vehicle called Merry Christmas. And this movie feels very influenced. <laughs> it, yeah. First of all, in Merry Christmas, Brant Doherty's name was Dustin. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that was that's one of them, which I just thought was like, it would have appreciated it if his name was Dustin in this too, but I'm okay with him giving it to the other person. Yeah. Um, and also in Merry Christmas, they get together and bake dog treats. <laughs> <laughs> which they take to volunteer yeah. at the local animal shelter, Hannah, which yes, is another thing that Paul, that was one of my other, um, it's my other cross the universe for that, um, which comes straight out of Merry Christmas with them volunteering at the local animal shelter. But there is something that you missed. Which, what did I miss? When Russell gives Eve the necklace, mm-hmm. he says, it's the colors of Christmas. <laughs> which was the exact that. same line that the, the foil in in Merry Christmas gives to the main girl it gives her a bracelet saying it's the colors of Christmas but in that case they were not the colors no. of Christmas <laughs> it was like pink <laughs> <laughs> at least in this one it is like a wreath necklace yes <laughs> but I caught that and I was like oh my god I did miss that you're right 
Um, but the only, but connected to the baking thing though, this is the second. This is another time, counting Merry Christmas, that he is a baker, where he is a baker in the baker's son, <laughs> which is a recent Hallmark movie. So they we like Brent Doherty in the kitchen. Oh, oh yes, we do. Though I also want to call out uh, the baker's son specifically because I was thinking about this that while watching this movie because he was filming that movie during the birth of his child. So Kimberly Doherty, or otherwise known as Lacey, was in the hospital giving birth to their, I think, son. Yeah. And he was pretending to be a baker falling in love somewhere else. And It's the life of being an actor. (laughs) And it's not like he could leave and come home because they were like, COVID quarantine. Yeah, no, I mean, it. I understand, but at the same time, it's like, why'd you take this movie? Yeah. It's fine. New and noteworthy? I mean, other than just the full-on acknowledgement of what they were doing. <laughs> For true. And I also said, this is, um, they actually show legitimately the Christmas magic with, like, animated lights and stuff, because mm-hmm. usually our, I feel Christmas magic is inferred and not overly explicit. No, oh, okay. Yeah, often that's new. true. It's the same quality of uh, Christmas magic visuals as the coffee smell in Cup of Love. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise For known sure. as not good. <laughs> right. That's, yes, where it is animated and not at all real. <laughs> a supporting shout out. Um. I mean, I suppose Cleary or London should sure. get the call out. You know. Yeah, I didn't say anybody else. Yeah. Graham Graham was pretty funny when she was like, get over it. <laughs> but other than that, she yeah. was weird. They're all they're all entertaining enough. Kiss meter. We have a lot of kisses. I think I I think my I only gave one rating, but I felt like my rating was the same per couple. So okay. I'm just lumping all the kisses. But it's okay if you did not do that. I did not do that, but I didn't really. But it's more of like a gradient kind of thing. So why don't you go first? Sure. So I gave even Dustin a six for their kisses. Um, just because, like, they were fine. Like, six is not bad. They were very closed lip been kind of soft but it was definitely it was not as a I, I need you right now mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. whereas Lacey and Paul it, I mean it was just as soft and they were kind of in public in some points but they definitely look and feel like they love each other and that's because they do in real life um, but I, I could feel their love through their kisses so I gave them an 8 you are nicer than me oh no by like a lot Okay. Um, so, uh, what I said was they, they actually are all, they're, they're different numbers, but so the Dustin and Eve kisses started a five and ended a 6.5 over the life of their kisses. Okay. And so do the Lacey Paul kisses. They started a five and they go up to a 6.5. I feel like they, their kisses got better, which is. For everybody, just across the board. Kissing got better. It looked like they're in the real world kissing. 
was better than their movie land kissing, so that bodes well. But I did feel like Lacey and Paul, since they are married, IRL, should have been a little bit more, more. More betterer. More betterer. Because it did feel like they were very lippy. Like, they just, I was like, just, just like church tongue it, guys. Like, come on. (laughs) I, I, I don't really, I don't think that I would ever want somebody to rate my kisses with Billy. <laughs> I like our kisses, but I don't know if they would ever really look like tens. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I see you guys kiss all the time, but it's usually just like pecks. Yeah. That's all we do. We just peck. We're not married yet. <laughs> you don't cohabitate or anything. anything. <laughs> nope. <laughs> So, Hannah. Yes, Katie. Would you watch this movie? Absolutely. Yay! (laughs) I think this movie is a must-see, especially if you're a fan of these kinds of movies, because it just, like, making fun of it in a a loving way, and it's great. How about you? 100% exactly. I thought it was (laughs) hilarious. I had a great time. I even, I said, yes, and everyone should watch it on my notes. I even texted Hannah at some point and was just like, why? I I know you told me about this movie, but why did I wait so long to watch it? It was, it made me, it made me like squirm laugh. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. But only, only if you watch a lot of these movies. Yeah. Like, right. It's, if you're the average person, you probably wouldn't get the irony. Right. It's not, or, it's like you would be like, why are they, like, this is so tropey. But like, if you're going in being like, the point is that it's tropey. It's incredibly funny. My only, my only like thing I wish that they had done is with within the tropes is when the low moment comes in mm-hmm. movie land time, the girls take it really hard, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're like, I ruined Christmas. But I feel like it would have been an interesting exploration for them to kind of go, oh, this is that part of yeah. the movie yeah, where shit's going to be bad. Right. That would have been interesting to see how they would have navigated that. But it's okay that they didn't. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they could make it any longer. Right. Like they did stuff this full of tropes. They sure did. They did a great job. They yeah. Had time allotted. Yeah. So, you know, good for them. Um, so yay. Merry Christmas. We're it's starting Christmas. starting Christmas this way. Uh intentionally cuz you, you just it's a good it's a good start to the season. <laughs> yep. Kick it off. Kick it off with a beauty that commands everything that we're going to talk about every week for like mm-hmm. the next month and a half, two months. Two months. Yeah. Three months. Whatever it is. It's fine. Three millennium. Forever. One kiss. <laughs> so thank you, everybody, for uh, listening. We're excited to get into the holiday season here. Make sure that you are following us on all the social medias. One kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerals. We'll have our live tweets. We'll have our episode drops. All of that fun jazz. Uh, and if you would like to e- start your emailing the Christmas cards or if there is any uh, specific 
choice of movie you'd like to tweet along with us, you can either tweet us there. You can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. It's all spelled out. Uh, oh, yes. Thank you. As it is on our logo. <laughs> uh, and thanks, as always, to Flint Pastures for our music. You can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And we will see you, hear you, hear you next week. Next week. Woohoo! You're never getting rid of us. <laughs> Katie is doing jazzios. <laughs> ah, Merry Christmas. Happy Merry holidays. Christmas. See you soon.